At Cool Air Products, we developed AC Smart Seal Quick Shot with professionals in mind. It's the only product on the market that's three in one with sealant, lubricant, and UV dye all in a single application. It's non-toxic, non-flammable, 100% safe to the touch, eco-friendly, and compatible with all refrigerants. It's a safe solution option, backed by years of R&D, Intertech tested, and has sealed millions of leaks. AC Smart Seal, the professional's choice. So we got a fun one for you guys. We got Chris Ketty on the podcast. Now, for those of you that are on Instagram, you know Chris as Nobody Sees the Caterpillar or at Nobody Sees the Caterpillar with some underscores in there. Now, he's a really entertaining guy. He's a really humorous guy. He's got a lot of passion, a lot of energy, and he's going to bring that to the podcast. He's going to tell some stories. We're going to talk about HVAC stuff. We're going to go back and forth. We're going to learn about Chris. We're also going to play some some clips. We're going to play you a couple musical clips and a, uh, a clip that he did when he's doing a skit reading a a, a manual impersonating Sean Connery. (laughs) It's quite funny, actually. And and Chris's Instagram account is filled with these entertaining skits, videos, and music. And as he says in the the podcast, he is the self-proclaimed godfather of HVAC rap. Because if you go back to his older stuff, he's got some really, really solid rhymes and beats and it's all about HVAC. It's all about HVAC stuff and people within the trade. Rhyming about people within the trade and talking about the trade in general. It's very, very cool. Um, it takes work. It takes time. And I appreciate the time and work it takes to put content like this together. Because he's doing it. He's, no one's paying him. He's just doing it for fun. And we're all getting entertained from it. So I think it's awesome what he's doing. He's coming up on this podcast right now, but I, I wanted to touch on something that is important and going forward, you might see, or you probably will see my post changing a little bit on Facebook and Instagram when I'm talking about my sponsors and their tools and their products. Now, Facebook and Instagram, they have policies on branded content. Branded content means basically you take a tool, um, and you're talking about it kind of thing. Well, they don't even really want you to do any sort of branded content unless you follow their rules. So I have sponsors. Yes. Okay. Sponsor the podcasts and all that kind of stuff. And I work with them and I love working with them actually, because I get to try new tools and I get to tell everybody else about them and help answer questions and blah, 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 blah. I enjoy it. Okay. But Instagram and Facebook, they have they have written their policies. Facebook, this has been out for a while, supposedly. I didn't really realize this until recently. Instagram just rolled it out. They want transparency. Um, they want full disclosure on all this stuff, which I'm on board with. I have no problem with whatsoever. So you have to tag a commercial partner in a certain way. Not just tag them by at whatever they are or whoever they are. You need to be approved by them to tag you as a commercial partner. So basically once you're approved, as you're about to post, when you hit that next button, you go into advanced settings at the bottom and then you tag them there. And then once you tag them, the post will come out looking a little bit different. It will actually say paid partnership within the post somewhere 
um, that you can see at the top or bottom. I can't remember. I'd have to go back and read the articles again. And, and the placement wasn't really defined because I've seen it at the top and bottom in different articles and videos. But that's what they want you to do. And, and they, they say it's, it's receiving value. So if you receive value for a post from anybody, right? Let's say company XYZ sends you a t-shirt, a hat, a screwdriver. Well, if you post about that t-shirt, hat, and screwdriver, and you're promoting their company, you need to tag them in this specific way where it says it says paid partnership because you're receiving value for that post. It may not be a monetary value, but it's a value of some sort. These are the rules. These are the policies. I didn't make them up. I'm just telling you what they are. Okay. Um, from what I understand, they're going to be enforced. I don't know to what extent. I don't know... Um, having an account erased by not doing this kind of stuff, that would be like, that would be some, a maximum penalty, I guess. But you guys need to be aware of this stuff. I'm going to put two articles down in, in the summary or the notes of the podcast from social media marketing world that describes both Facebook and Instagram branded content policies in, in detail. So you guys can read up on them. So just keep that in mind when you see these posts, from me, when I'm working with my sponsors, it's going to say paid partnership. This is the way we got to roll because these are the rules we they, they put in place for us. Okay. And if we want to continue to build our accounts and do it correctly and the right way and, and create transparency across the board, this is the way we got to do it. Anyway, guys, Chris is coming up now. Let's get to the interview. Okay, man. We are recording. Chris, what's up? Hey, hey. Not too uh, much. How's it going? I'm all right. How's your day today, man? Uh, today was uh, was I guess a normal HVAC thing. I'd say I had the uh, I had. Is a there is there I such, is there to such thing? <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the thing, right? It's usually pretty crazy. So I had my I had my plants. I had a um, I had a G track controller I wanted to replace on an engineered air, and that's where my morning started. But it was quickly diverted over to a. Uh, no building heat, no domestic hot water, no makeup air heat call. Nice. So, yeah, big diversion. Uh, had uh, At least I didn't have to go downtown Toronto. It was sort of the um, west side of that. West side? Um, west side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, um, and uh, yeah, so standard day. Um, luckily, I was able to get out of there by about 3.30 and get home fairly early. So today was, nice. was a good day. Nice. I I was actually on site till almost five today, which doesn't usually happen. Usually I, I'm out by like four, the latest, but I was dealing with this humidifier that uh, I actually did a little video on showing this air switch, which I'll probably post tomorrow now. But so there's a, there's a humidifier um, down in the, in the office space that's piped into a supply header. Yeah. And so there was, there's, there's a bunch of issues with it, but I narrowed it down to, basically getting rid of a uh, like a, a high humidity stat that was causing issues. So eliminated that as a problem. And we were just down to the humidistat and the, uh, the airflow switch in the rooftop unit. So it doesn't humidify with a, the fan blowing. Right. So I went up there and I was checking, checking it and put my ohm meter across it with the fan on fan off. And it was like, open, close, open, close. I'm like, nice, go back downstairs. I'm only getting 10 volts back. I'm like, come on, man. Like, really? <laughs> so I go up on the roof. I, I play with it again. I adjust the little tube 
in the blower housing. Now I'm getting 24 volts every time I turn the fan on and off, turn the fan on and off. Um, go back downstairs. I got nothing. <laughs> What's going on? So I go back up and uh, I'm only getting 24 volts when the, the fan door is open. But when I close it, I put my alligator clips on it with my meter. When I close the door, I'm losing 24 volts. So it was just this back and forth, back and forth until I got the tube adjusted in the right spot I want, got the pressure switch set to exactly where I needed it to go. And then that was like five o'clock. And I had, I had steam coming out of the thing. I'm like, okay, I'm out of here before something else happens. <laughs> and that's, that's sort of the wonderment of all our lovely wireless uh, digital tools we have nowadays is that that's, that's been a problem for years, right? Being having, having draft issues when you have unit doors open, unit doors closed, and you've got differences between um, how things operate normally and then how they operate when you're working on them. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, the, the like probes. Probes are awesome for like how many times the little, the little hole in rooftop panels that I remember the, the first <laughs> the first time I was ever on a commercial site, the, the uh, he was like an Irish service manager. He was more interested in going drinking at the pub. But he, he's like, yeah, you see that hole in the, in the door of the rooftop? That's to put your, your, uh, your hoses through for your gauges so you can put the panel back on. <laughs> Oh man, I had I, I wish I wish that I had uh, the Testo um, way back when when I started. I was I jumped into the trade sort of getting really smashed into the heat pumps, condos, um, in suites, and heat pumps. It was sort of my my first year drive, and um, I'll I'll never forget how many inner zones I had pulled apart and played with, but trying to get a freaking set of gauges through the whole thing and connected to the unit. You had to put the panel back on because if the panel wasn't on, you were blowing air over the coil and not through the coil. So it was always such a mess. And I can remember just cutting through so many panels and then covering it with, with silver tape and those leftover pieces of aluminum that I cut out. <laughs> <laughs> just, such a botched job and hating how I was putting it all back together. And I finally came up with this, um, with this nice little, nice little area that I could cut out. And I started cutting it out in this box with a lip fashion and I'd screw the thing back on so that if I ever had to come back to that heat pump, it was now a door flap that I could flip open and I'd throw some foam tape on it. So it would, you know, hold some air, but, man the the wireless is so much it's such a blessing now oh, to be is. able to dump something you put it inside the unit you close up the doors you pick out your phone and you sit on a stool and you watch yep it's beautiful man it it, yeah. it really really is it's 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 a good time to to be in the trade with all these changes and and technology kind of coming through to, to to help us out but i mean how did how did you like how did you get started in the trade like in general, how, what made you get into it? I didn't want to be an electrician. Nice. That's a good reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess, yeah, short story. And I mean, heck, stop me. Stop me whenever I, I start to branch off. I tend to, uh, I tend to tell my stories sort of like a tree. I'll, I'll branch off left, right, and center. And, um, you know, probably throw in a little uh, topic here or another anecdote there. I sort of seem to take my storytelling from the likes of, Quentin Tarantino or Guy Ritchie or something like that. <laughs> um, but um, 
I was, um, I, I've done it. I did a couple of jobs. So I was about 24, 25 and I had already done a couple of different jobs. Um, n- the only real secondary schooling out of high school that I was doing was, um, CNC machining, um, and some business, uh, courses. Um, I ended up working at a factory that my, my father and his father before him, my uncle and my brother was at for a time, sort of the family, family factory that everybody was working at. And I was working there for a number of years and, and I knew that I liked working with my hands. I was building um, high voltage switch gear um, for electrical yards, um, fuse breakers and disconnects and all these crazy things. And so I really liked the building portion, but working in a factory is mind numbingly um, yep. over and over same stuff. And I, I, yeah, like stick a nail in my hand <laughs> just, just to make the day interesting. Um, <laughs> and um, I knew that I had to get out, but I knew I wanted to do something mechanical or, or at least with my hands. I, I can't stand a desk job. Um, I'm, I'm <laughs> I mean, I'm social enough, uh, but enough for small talk. I don't think I, I could spend an entire day dealing with other office people at a constant um, face-to-face value. So I do like to be alone for a certain amount of the day. Hey, hey, man, so, you, ever, you ever seen how these office people operate? They're like five desks away from each other, but they send each other emails and stare at their computer. It's, oh, you know what? Yeah, and, we, <laughs> and we're a hell of a lot more social, even though we're in the middle of nowhere on the 45th uh, roof top and nobody's around and yet we're always on the phone talking to each other talking to a supplier talking to a manager talking to dispatch talking to god knows who else um yeah. my phone's dead by noon i'm usually carrying around the milwaukee m12 uh, jacket charger with me just to get nice. that battery back up yeah um but yeah so um my brother had had jumped into the electrical trade into ibw um hey, you gotta have one in the family right um and um, so at that point, I mean, my brother's three years older than me. I've always looked up to him. And so I thought, you know, I could, I could start doing uh, some type of trade. And I didn't know what I wanted to get into. And uh, my brother at that point had been, the IBEW sucks. Uh, as a union goes, um, there's a lot of different rules that just didn't, um, uh, didn't fit well with with the way that my brother was working. He's a hard worker too, and an intelligent guy. Um, and there's a lot of just ins and outs that the IBW just was a pain in the butt because he did construction. So the job was on, job was off, job was, job was on, job was off. And when you were getting laid off, you had to go to the bottom of the list. That was one of the biggest things uh, that he couldn't get hired for foreman jobs that he wanted to do. So I knew I didn't really want to jump into that type of mess. And my, my father had said, hey, why don't you call uh, Brian, uh, Brian's a family friend. Um, and he said, talk, talk to Brian. What, you know, Brian, Brian does a trade. I said, well, what is, what does Brian do? So what he does HVAC. So what the fuck is HVAC? <laughs> I, I didn't know, uh, what it was at all. And so I called up the, the family friend and I said, Hey, what's this all about? And, uh, Brian's not about handouts whatsoever. He said, yeah, I do HVAC. It's heating and cooling. And you know, this is where I worked. And uh, if you're interested in it, why not uh, go to a, a course and go figure it out if you'd like it? Um, now, sub story, uh, Brian is actually, was actually, and soon to retire, is, a, um, is an instructor 
at our union training hall. Okay. Um, his name is Brian Storkey. A lot of people, a lot of people know him. Um, he's been a trainer there for many a year, a very intelligent guy. And, but there was no, there was no, Hey, come on in and, and come and come and work with us. It was, go figure it out. So I took a course. <laughs> at, <laughs> okay. So I took a course at Humber at, at his advice. And, um, as did I, I mean, strangely, it was, I found it was definitely more of a course for, as I get further and further into the HVAC trade, it was definitely more of an introductory, I would say something that the sales team would go through um, to understand the equipment or the, the industry that they were selling for. Mm-hmm. So it was a heck of a lot more sales oriented and what little amount of science they touched on that drove me. I'm looking at this going, wait a minute. So you're taking the laws of physics, the set principles that we govern our universe, that we, we read the universe in these principles. And you're saying you're, you're, you're tweaking them to use them as you will. That's, <laughs> that's some, that's some sick type of, I want this. That is awesome. I want to twist the laws of physics. I want to force this, to happen by doing the opposite thing that happens when you, so I've just found that extremely interesting. And, um, so I continued on that path and, um, I found out that there was a pre-apprenticeship program that was going through the, uh, uh, the JTAC, which is a joint training apprenticeship committee. Um, and luckily I live in Brampton there. Um, the union, training facility is in Brampton and so I applied for that and I didn't get in um I did really wicked on the test on that that entrance exam but I didn't get in and um I think I did another so I kept working another six months went by um actually no (laughs) because side anecdote I uh I thought I was getting in I I applied and I thought I did really well I'm going to move into this pre-apprenticeship. I'm going to jump into this trade. So I kind of fooled around at my, my job and I ended up uh, getting fired. Technically <laughs> I, I quit. Technically I quit. Okay. I, uh, I ended up making a cardboard horse and I, and, a, and I was riding the cardboard horse with a cardboard cowboy hat and a gun. <laughs> and I was throwing up this empty duct tape roll that had my rays written around it and I was shooting it. I was like, I just shot my rays out of the sky. And I was just running around. Of course it was on overtime. And this, um, and the, what, uh, this was on a job site or in the office? <laughs> this, this is at the factory that I was working. Oh, at the factory. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, so that didn't go quite well. And actually one of the guys I was working with an old Italian guy, 65, he was almost pissing his pants laughing. And, um, <laughs> and he took a picture of me with the cowboy hat and the and the gun and everything and he and he took a picture of me so i had a picture and they suspended me for three days and so you know you're going to come and talk to us when you come back in and of course i i brought that picture and i signed it thanks for the memories adios amigos and i <laughs> <laughs> and i slid it across my supervisor's desk and uh and I said, you know, how about you just change the papers and say I quit instead of getting fired. I just don't want that on the resume. So we really are in a special time in this industry. We're kind of caught 
between the old way and the new way of doing things. There's going to be a major shift coming very soon. The shift has started, but there's going to be a major shift coming. Okay, all these digital tools, um, apps, I mean, cordless tools, everything that's making our life easier, there's more of it coming. More and more and more of it coming. And two of the things that I talk about a lot, the, the, these things are going to be very relevant and already are, but in the coming years are going to be way more relevant as the younger generation grows into the trade and they start becoming managers, owners, decision makers, basically ballers in the trade. You're going to see more of this being very upfront, very prevalent, very, very now. Um, two of those things is House Call Pro. Okay. Or one of those things is House Call Pro, I should say. So House Call Pro is a dispatching invoicing software that's a lot more than that. It's for dispatching technicians out in the field can get a grasp on their next call. Okay. Customers know when the technician's on their way. You can you can get payment right at the door through the app on your phone. It's just this all-in-one service business software, okay? The trades are, are already using it, and in 10 years from now, this thing's gonna be this thing's gonna be massive because, like I said, all these younger, younger kids coming into the trade, they're gonna be the decision makers and they're gonna wanna transfer out of paper into something like this. The other thing I talk about, two, two of two is XOI Technologies as far as the, in the space of, of technology, okay? In the space of tech. XOI Technologies, and, it, and I don't know if I've told you guys this or not, but just recently, a couple of months ago, they raised like $11 million in funding to keep moving forward with this project. So investors don't give money to, to things they don't think that are going to be successful. Yes, they take chances. Of course they do. Investors take chances, lose money all the time. But the fact that $11 million got put into XOI Technologies from investors means something. It means they're on to something. It means the investors think that they're going to get paid one day because of the product. Because the product is going to become very relevant and upfront within the trade. XOI Technologies, Aaron Salo was on the podcast a couple of months back and you can go listen to it. Aaron talked about a feature that they're working on called Doc Push, where you take a picture, I think it's you take a picture of a nameplate, and all relevant documents that exist will be pushed directly to you. That is very, very cool, guys. So some of you guys out there that are listening probably have never heard of XOI Technologies yet. Some of you out there use it. Some of you out there have heard me talk about it. Okay, if you guys want to try it, for free for 30 days. You just go to the, the landing page. I'm going to leave in the podcast notes. Okay. Also, housecallpro.com forward slash HVAC know it all is where you go to get more information on House Call Pro. And I will leave that in the podcast summary as well. Okay. Navac. Navac's coming out with a four cylinder recovery machine. Man, they're. Their NRDD is already like the fastest one I've used. Now they're coming up with a four-cylinder recovery machine. Okay. I can't wait to try this thing because it looks it looks badass. They're also coming out with a four CFM battery powered vacuum pump. 
we've all talked about the CFM or the two CFM battery powered pump. Now they're coming out with a four CFM battery powered vacuum pump. All these tools, all these apps, they're all moving towards the future and giving us more access to tools that are going to help us be more efficient. That's the way of the world, right? We all try to advance our thinking through the evolution of the human race. We're, we're not we're not cavemen anymore, right? We're not we're not uh, we're not writing our um, we're not writing our journals on the side of a of a cave with a rock. <laughs> it's just the way it is. Okay, the other thing I was going to tell you about, I put out an article this week. By the way, HVAC Know It All com has undergone some changes on the home screen or, or on the home page. So when you hit the home page, you're going to see some latest, some of the latest and greatest articles and podcasts scrolling through. So you can take a pick from one of them. It's just to gain a better user experience on the website. So this is actually an old, an old article from, from the site, but it just reminded me to give you guys uh, an update on what I did to the homepage. So we're we're heading into a cold period. Not everywhere experiences these cold periods, but a good majority of North America does. Now, charging refrigerant in these cold periods, cold ambient conditions can become a task because the bottle pressure is low when you're trying to get it into the system. So heating up the tank is your best bet. Now, on LinkedIn, some people commented that they've seen straight up um, relief valves blow from putting your tank in hot water because you really have no control over it unless you have a gauge on, you're monitoring. The best way to do this really is with a heat blanket, okay? Um, Yellow Jacket has one and it's self-regulated. So I think it keeps the tank at like 130 degrees Fahrenheit or something like that on, on the, the surface temperature. Um I have a video of it out on YouTube and I got an article out on, on hvacknowitall.com about it. It's an old, old video that I recorded with my Sonom phone and the, <laughs> the image and the audio is terrible, but it gives you the gist of, of how the blanket works. Okay. Because I started from scratch with the pressure, put the blanket on, I had a temp probe in, in between the tank and the, the blanket. And I, and I checked the pressure before and after to show that it was working okay um so there's that as well and don't forget testos fall promo guys receive that the the, the weha speedy screwdriver with the purchase of their completely badass touchscreen testo 300 combustion analyzer let's get back to chris this segment of the podcast is brought to you by harago a trades only platform helping you find the right job or the right candidate Harago.com, best in trade. And they did. They did. They they allowed uh, they allowed that. I had been there for about three or four years, and you know, sort of legacy, right? Grandfather and father and uncle still working there. That's um, nice, man. That's 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 a great story. <laughs> so let so, let me. So you're are you you still you're still on the path to HVAC, aren't you? Uh yeah. So that's that's the way I go. So. I, I applied again another six months, didn't get in. And then I had called Brian and said, Hey, Brian, can I put you on my resume as a, as a reference? And he said, yeah, you should have done that the first time. <laughs> and, um, but I, I, I didn't think that I didn't really want to be a part of nepotism. I felt that that might've been a big part of it. Brian has been in the training facility uh, forever and is a huge, um, 
is a huge helper. Anybody who's gone through the training center knows Brian Storkey. And considering I, I grew up with his daughters, like almost, I could say, I can say Uncle Brian, because that's uh, who he was to me. I didn't, uh, I, I didn't think it was right. But looking back at it, when, when I finally did get into the course, and I got into the last year they accepted it, they canceled it after my year. Um, they were feeding too many apprentices in and not enough, um, and not enough, um, uh, other people could get into the trade. So there was a, there's a, a man named Gino DeFibo and he had made this really good point, um, which, which stuck with me for till now and it'll stick with me for the next 30 years. When it comes to the nepotism, you know, you got to know someone to get in the union. You got to know somebody to get into a trade. And a lot of people have problems getting in when they don't know somebody and there is a very high amount of of jealousy or 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 anger at you know i don't know somebody and you know screw you for knowing somebody but gino put it this way he said i can teach you hvac i can't teach you how to be a good person i can't yeah. teach you to be respectable i can't teach you to be accountable i can teach you how to take pride in your work, but I can't instill the value of taking pride in your work into you. That comes from your upbringing. That comes from your parents and, and people before me. So I don't want to waste my time on somebody that I might be putting a crap shoot on when somebody can put their neck out and say, yes, I've known this kid. I know who he is and I know what he's capable of. And I will put my neck out for him. And in that respect, when Brian said, yeah, I'll put, you, you can put my name on the resume, that, that pushed me even further. Like, hey, if Brian's going to put his neck out on the line for me, I better do a goddamn good job, right? Yeah. If I, one, it's one thing to make myself look bad. It's another to make you know, somebody uh, of that stature look bad as well. Yeah, yeah it, it holds you it holds you accountable, especially when he's already involved in, in, in the way he was involved. You don't want to let let him down and make him look bad. Right. So you're you're, you're raising your standards to, to to meet his kind of almost 100 percent. And I think um, I think it helped a lot. It definitely drove me even further than I felt my drive already was um, interested in, in how the trade in the science of the trade interested in the workmanship of the trade. And then uh, as the further I, I dove in, um, how fucking confusing things can be in this trade and that there is so much to know and you're never going to know it all. There are so many different wait, 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 branches. Wait, 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 what'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> you're, well, I mean, you can, you can, you can label know it all. Oh but, you, you, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You, you can, you can, you can pretend you know it all online and stuff, but in reality, you you sit at home and cry because you don't know enough. <laughs> you don't know enough. And we all know, we all know that guy that we've worked with that said, "Oh yeah, I've done, I've done, I've done," and I know, and I know, and you should listen to me. And but but we can all see through it. It's so transparent that eh, you don't. And the people that say they do. Um, don't really have that big of a grasp of the entirety of what is HVAC because it's very narrow term that explains everything from household heating and air to 
cryogenically freezing Walt Disney's brain and everything in between. Yeah. Um, so it's quite an amazing world and, and there's so many different versions that you could get involved in. There, there, there is. And, um, like, like I agree. It's so, it's so vast that you could never know it all. And, and I just want to say this cause we're going to, I'm going to get into your, your IG stuff right after this. But when I was coming up in the trade, I looked up to a bunch of guys that I'm like, wow, I can't believe they know so much. I can't believe they can they can put their hand on that thing and, and know what's going on. And then, then as I get to a certain stage, I'm like, man, those guys were full of, full of crap <laughs> back then. They didn't, they didn't really, they didn't really know what they were talking about. They were just really good at pretending. Well, I mean, some of them, I, I worked with a lot. Or we of were clouded or we were also clouded with a little bit of magic apprentice eyes. Yeah, exactly. I can remember guys going up and, what I learned in, in pre-apprenticeship, you know, they threw a lot of very strict rules at us. You're pulling below 500. You better test that micron uh, on the pump before you even hook up the pump. And if it doesn't pull down to 50 within two minutes, you know, you better be changing the oil and checking your seal. Then, you know, you better be way scaling your refrigerant. You better be checking all this superheat and subcooling. Very scientific because that's what they were teaching you. They really wanted to hit those troubleshooting basics. Then I get it out in the field and I'm standing with a guy and he's smoking darts <laughs> like a chimney. He's lighting the next smoke off the last smoke and he's dumping a bunch of R22 into this uh, 10 ton rooftop. He's got no scale <laughs> and, and he's just got bottles. And I, I don't even think he put a vacuum on it. I think he nitrogen blasted it. He opened up the valve, let the R22 flash out, and then he just closed it and started dumping and then just shoved a screwdriver in the contactor and just started up the compressor. And, uh, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm anxious because I'm going, uh, there's no vacuum check. Uh, there's, 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 there's no way scale. And, and I'm saying, how much, how, and I'm trying to play it cool, obviously not seem like a dick. I'm going, how, uh, how much, uh, how do you know how much is in there? And he takes the smoke out of his mouth and he leans down and he picks up the can and goes, 23 pounds. They put the smoke back in his mouth and we continue. And it was about two smokes later. He lifts the tank, he throws on another one, and then off we go. I'm, of course, you know, flustered. I have no idea how the heck this thing's running, how he got it going. Now, further down the line, I know there are tricks. I know with general air conditioning, there are some, um, there are some leeways with the way you can, you can recover, the ways you can charge. And he was looking for a 90-degree uh, liquid line. And I didn't know that that was something I would have been looking for at that point. I was trying to go with the very precise way. And he's just looking at, I want a 90 degree liquid line because that shows me that I'm charged right. I'm looking for a full sight glass and he agrees on the liquid. What do I care how much went in as long as it's charged correctly? And I mean, these were old units. I'm not even sure if he would have been able to know what the original charge was. Yeah. So he very much was probably going on the guesstimation because he didn't have the information. But of course, in my head, my eyes, this guy's crazy. <laughs> but it worked so the old school way is is important to learn as well which uh, i mean before when you were talking about when we were talking about the, the 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 age that we're in for hvac is an interesting one across the board 
it's interesting with the new technology that's coming in, but it's interesting because we still have 30 year old technology. And if you're not able to jump back and forth, you're going to get stuck at some point. Yeah. There's a lot of technology that we've got to be able to understand. We got to understand the old stuff and, and learn the new stuff because it's becoming hugely pre prevalent um, automation, um, uh, individual automation units that are, are slave and master. There's just so much going on. So we're in an exciting time. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we definitely are. I agree with you. Um, but I, let, let's, let's dive into your Instagram because jump into the shit show let, let's, let's go yeah, forward we, we, with that we, we need to talk about that because you are doing something on instagram that nobody else on social media is doing within the hvac plumbing mechanical space it, skilled trades i mean you, you got some you got some talent outside of going to work every day and changing compressors and and, and, and slapping, <laughs> slapping R22 and feeling the liquid line with your hand for 90 degrees. But you, you got, you got some other talents and that, and I want to showcase those talents to everybody because um, I, I think it's pretty cool what you're doing. So why, like, why did you get on IG, like Instagram? When I say IG, I mean, Instagram for those that don't know what Instagram is. For those, for those who aren't in the know. In, in the know. Yeah. For, for those still on, on, on Facebook. Yeah, well, hey, Facebook, there's, there's the MySpace. reason I got on Instagram. <laughs> MySpace. I, I think I still had a MySpace page, actually. <laughs> I wasn't really big into that one. Um, I, um, I was on Facebook, of course. I mean, who wasn't, right? All of our, all of our information is, is all in the cloud with that geeky guy who knows everything about us. But I was on Facebook, and just everything was turning way too political, way too... Dare I say snowflakey? I was born in the '80s, early '80s, '83. I'm 36 now, so I have a three, a three, a brother three years older than me. So I also had a little bit of the um, uh, drive into the older stuff than I was. Um, yeah, snowflakey stuff is is just slightly annoying to me, um, and I was just a little bit tired of all the look at me. Um, I'm working out. <laughs> look at me. Look look at the look at the uh look at the shelves I can make. And I did this myself. And then the political stuff was just got so annoying and I wasn't uh, really into the uh Facebook scene in that aspect. And I had a friend tell me, "Hey, you know what? If you're just looking for funny pictures, memes, and stuff to giggle at, then just download Instagram." Okay. So I downloaded it. And it didn't hit automatically because um, I had a, a previous account that eventually when I tried to sign back in, I, I didn't know the password, uh, boomer, <clears throat> and uh, couldn't get back in. So then I had, I tried again. And so the, the name, everybody asked me about the name. I was going to ask you about that too. Tell, tell everybody what your handle is so they yeah. can find you. So, so the handle is, is nobody underscore ease underscore the underscore caterpillar and i misspelled caterpillar but if you're searching nobody sees the you're gonna find uh you're gonna find it. it's gonna pop yeah, up not, yeah. <laughs> not too many people with similar tag um and um i don't know should, should i unravel the, the the magical mystery of that or just leave it 
as, that's, as that's, is. That's up to that. you, man. Do you want to keep it? Do you want to keep it a secret, or or do you want to or you want to tell all? That, that's your call, man. You know, I'm pretty forthcoming. So, um, it's basically it, it's not it's not as exciting as it seems. Um, I've got uh, I've got two daughters. I've got a, a six and a three year old right now, and the the older one was about uh, three, and she came up to me with her hands cupped. And she said, Daddy. And she had her hands. And I said, oh, what you got there? And she just opened them up into this little, like, tickle fingers and jumped at my tummy tummy, and said, nobody sees the caterpillar. And she started tickling me. And I thought it was adorable. And I was like, and I was, I had Instagram open. <laughs> and I was trying to sign in and, and create my name. And I went, oh, hey, nobody sees the caterpillar. Great. I didn't think it was going to become anything. I didn't think anybody was really going to be following me at that point. I didn't have anything to really deliver. Um, uh, so th- there, that's the background of the name. That's, that's pretty cool. But as, as I'm looking at, um, as I'm looking at this, this meeting room that we're in talking, your name is <laughs> just Justin, other <laughs> Justin, other mechanic. So two names, yep. Justin, other mechanic. So that's, yep. that's pretty, <laughs> pretty just, clever. Just another mechanic. Yeah. Just another mechanic. <clears throat> yeah. And I think, um, I opened another account and uh, what did I, uh, what did I name? Colin. I named him Colin. He's a brother. He's me, but he's the alternate me. And he was, uh, so, and I'll, I'll, I can get onto that later. So I have another tag, uh, which is HVAC and around. Yeah. And HVAC and around is where I keep, um, it's, it's all the music stuff that I, that I make. I'm, I'm for, for those that don't know who, uh, who they're listening to. I am a self-proclaimed godfather of HVAC rap. Yes, you are. And so, um, and I can get into the story of how HVAC and then round opened up. And in that, my name is Colin. Call another mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and, hey, uh, so, so, so let's, let's, let's jump into, so, sorry to cut you off, but I, I just want to, um, I want to get to your three, your three um, audio or your videos and, and you'll send me the audio of these and I'll play them right after this conversation. So everybody's going to hear these three audio clips and then are you going to do a freestyle for us later or no? Um, yeah. If we can't play any audio for me to, to sort of um, go along go, with, go, go maybe acapella. I'll just go, maybe I'll just go acapella. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, so, hit, hit it Eminem style. <laughs> that's right. So, so listen, so the first one, is your most recent one, which I thought was one of your, your best. Like I've seen a lot of your, your, your hip hop videos and those are, those are great. And, and I like how you, you kind of keep to the classic, the old school style rap, rapping style, which, it, which it is, is It is the greatest version of, if yeah. you're going to choose, if you're going to choose rap and I say if uh, lightly, there's a lot of people that aren't, uh, aren't uh, so keen on it, but if you're going to choose it, um, that's the only way to do it. The, the new school stuff. We don't need to get into that. This is about HVAC and IG. That, we don't need to that's, get into that's right. the new version of, of what they call uh, trap and rap. So, so this one here is not a rap. It's a song and it's based on, it kind of, it's based on the, uh, the Aladdin Arabian nights, but it's called HVACian nights. So we're going to play that for, right. uh, for everybody right now. And then, once it's played, we'll come back and we'll, we'll discuss kind of how, how it all got pieced together.
See, I've come to a place with a view of the town where the boilers and rooftops run. There's a mighty cold space when the units are down and it's difficult, but hey, it's fun. When the call's in the east, but you live in the west and they're pleading you come tonight. Out of bed in the van just as fast as you can to another HVAC night. HVAC night, like HVAC days. Gets colder than cold and hotter than hot when working this way. HVAC nights with HVAC it may be more dark, more places to park, but your wife's in a mood. All right, so so how how did we how did we <laughs> come up with <laughs> HVAC and nights, man? Because I'm telling you, I loved it. I I, I thought that was one of your best. Um, what do you call them? I, I guess they're musical pieces. One of your best musical pieces yet. I, yeah, like parodies. Yeah, parodies. I've got to give. Um, I mean, credit where credits due. Um, I grew up loving Weird Al, and I, I've met a lot of guys in the trade, and uh, a lot of us are. You know, there's a certain type of guy that that's in HVAC, um, and uh, I've, I found a lot of. I mean, hell, who doesn't like Weird Al? And if you don't, I loved Weird Al as a kid. Loved them. <laughs> yeah, and I I was a I was maybe. I wouldn't just say a super fan, um, but I was a huge fan. Seen them live um, a few, and uh, just loved it. So sort of used to uh, spoofing song lyrics here and there. And uh, this is just uh, a culmination of of what I've been doing from the beginning of the of the Caterpillar series and finding uh, that I enjoyed weird owling songs with HVAC terms. And I was, uh, I had recently watched the original Aladdin. I, I still haven't watched the new. I, I don't think I want to tarnish the feeling of the old with the Will Smith new. And I, I had uh, my daughters watching it. So I guess the song was just on my head. And, uh, and it just, I don't know if they, they just popped. It's just an idea. It pops up and I think, you know, can I, can I do it? How would I do it? And I think the first phrase uh, that I had that I had sang while I was driving down the 401 was um, HVAC with long nights. HVAC yeah. with long nights <laughs> and long days. So it starts out with an idea. And then um, I guess I was just thinking of the word H, uh, Arabian and thinking, nah, yeah, what, no, what I've got is garbage. And I really didn't like it, almost about to scrap it. And I thought HVACian. I'm like, eh, it kind of sounds like we're almost a race of humans. I was like, damn right, we're a race of humans. This is a specific type of type of bunch. So, sure, HVACian. We're all HVACian. HVACian, yeah. <laughs> so, so it just kind of uh, it moved from there. And uh, thrown in the words is is um, you know, there's there's some fails and there's some wins. Obviously, the end the end result you're seeing is the is the edited version um they usually don't take me too long to think up though um having a weird owl uh, love and the 
I wouldn't call it OCD, but I'm very specific to certain things. So uh, the syllables have to be uh, important. <laughs> they're, they're important to me. Yeah. I know that um, I've, I've been known to frequent karaoke bars. Um, Cause I have a buddy who just moved to BC, who was my, uh, who was my karaoke guy. He owned and operated a, um, a karaoke business, freaking amazing singer. And, uh, and so I, we, we would frequent the bar and that's actually how I met my wife was at a karaoke bar. Sweet. And, um, I'm, I'm very specific with music. I love music. I've always had a huge love for music, um, from, from a kid and, and going forward. And, um, but, but to the, to the very specific, like if I'm was listening to somebody singing karaoke and they were singing it wrong, it just kind of bugs me a little bit. So <laughs> I'm in, I'm in tune to the syllables and I know that I want to have the right intonation. So I guess that's pretty much how I, how I build my, my parody songs. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I like to, and again, like I'm ripping off Weird Al. I, if, I mean, to be honest, I'm ripping off Weird Al. I definitely am. <laughs> this is nothing new. So I, yeah, so you're, you're right about the, the syllables puts flow to any music, really. It doesn't matter what kind of music it is. If the syllables all kind of line up and, kind of bounce off each other like a almost like a, a melody of its own i mean that that is a good a good um what do you call it equation or formula to to to, to get music out so your next your next video that we're going to talk about is is named frost <laughs> frosted ass frost bit <laughs> oh frost bit i thought you said frosted ass <laughs> okay frost yeah frost frost, frost bit. it's another so, parody yeah. Okay. So let's play that one and then you can come back and kind of give us the, the lowdown on that. I keep on trying to wipe my nose. My jacket's rough and I can't blow it. There's an alarm on this control, but the display won't even show it. I can't, I don't know. I can't stop laughing. Even, even though we, even though we played that post, um, post recording, I'm still laughing knowing cause it's going through my head. So you, you got 81 comments on Instagram on that, on that particular video and that particular song. So what do you think caused the, the commotion or the, the engagement on that one? Well, let's, let's dial back that 81 con comments because I'm pretty sure that it counts my comments too. Yes. And, yes. and if anybody, <laughs> throws out a comment um I, I i at least say thank you yeah um or or you are too kind or something along those lines i appreciate everybody who's actually enjoying the the, the crap that i'm that i'm posting um and if they've got the same humor as i do and they're finding uh, entertainment in it it i mean that warms the the deep sub cockles of my heart um but um so 
I think that one, I think that one got a lot of, uh, a lot of likes because I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't rap. It's, uh, it's in a genre that everybody, uh, sort of can like that standard pop genre. And, um, it was a popular song. Um, I feel I did it fairly well, um, with, with trying to catch the same intonation and, and, and musical, um, uh, delivery that Sean Mendes, uh, delivered. I'm definitely not a singer like Sean Mendes, but I, I did a pretty good effort. <laughs> yeah. 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 And man. I think the so, topic was, I think the topic was funny. I, I had a fun time doing it, but also a horrible time doing it. It was like, it was cold. That day was not nice. And, and that's what sparked that, that whole thing. We had a, we had a string of cold weather. Uh, this is going, this is two years ago. We had, we had some wicked dry cold. And so, I mean, for a week, it, we were down in the, in the negative 34, um it was cold and i had thought of a song and then i i put the song together very loosely i had an iphone i'm i have a samsung now and it's more difficult to create on the samsung than it was on the iphone i'm not trying to plug iphone at all but the 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 amount of people who are designing apps and um pushing apps that can that can suit the creative creation drive mm-hmm. yeah um the iphone really does have a lot of uh great features yeah i, I heard that, that. I, I i'm i'm kind of an android samsung guy myself but i i do know that the iphone does have um a lot of really good good features out there for for that kind of stuff especially their their like their iMovie app i've seen some of the stuff that's done on that, and that that's that's pretty cool as well right well, a lot of my stuff was done on iMovie. Yeah. Um, easy to use. And you could separate the audio as well. I mean, it, it, I don't know if you wanted to get technical on the process, but in, in the editing version, and that's, that's what the magic is. The magic isn't in with what I'm doing at, on the job site. Because, I mean, what I'm doing on the job site is I got 30 seconds here or 30 seconds there to, uh, to videotape something. Um, whether it's, you know, I, I'm pushing a, a lunch break or, or a downtime uh, waiting for a unit to start. Um, you know, you got to make sure that there's not going to be an operator coming out and, and coming up and seeing you standing <laughs> on top of his rooftop with your, with your shirt flying open and you're shaking your hips Latin style. Um, there's been a number of times where I've been in some really awkward positions and just thought, man, if an operator just, walked into the mechanical room right now what the heck would you say um <laughs> so the magic is in the editing yeah. um i use i mean there's a lot of time we drive there's a lot of time we're up on a roof or in a in a place where we're just thinking so the thought process the the uh thinking of songs or thinking of lyrics for any uh, any of the songs or the raps that i'm trying to do I'll go down while I'm working. And then if I have an idea, I usually have a sort of a storyboard. I, I never went through any acting school. I wish I had, you know, I would have been able to have a better understanding of my own process. Um, but I have an idea of a storyboard, a couple of different shots, and then I'll take a bunch of shots. And regardless if I made what I, what I wanted 
a lot of times I come away with stuff I didn't want or didn't expect, but I got to use it anyway. I only have so much footage. I, I, I took what I took and that's what I got to deal with. Sometimes it's made for some pretty funny, uh, funny stuff and stuff that ended up clicking after the fact. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it, it's been fun uh, trying not to get caught. <laughs> not, that, not that I'm doing it in a, in a, in a bad way. Um, you know, a yeah, lot yeah, of people yeah, have asked, you, know, uh, you get you're getting paid fun. for this. Yeah. You're getting paid for this. And I was like, no, no, there's, uh, there's a very, there's a very hard line between um, what I'm, what I'm doing work-wise and what I'm doing interest-wise. Yeah. Um, and I, I found a lot of, there was a lot of, I got a lot of, uh, negative feedback when I was with my previous company. I, I've just recently changed companies. I moved about a year ago. Um, and in the previous company, I got a lot of negative feedback, um, which put a huge hiccup in everything that I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I didn't expect the, the negative side of it. Of course, I probably should have foreseen that, but I but I didn't. There's um, always, there's always a negative side, man. Cause there's always friggin' people that, that hate for, for whatever reason. But I mean, that, that's, that's just the way it is. But <laughs> the, the, the next one we're going to talk about, or you, we're going to play is uh, you reading the manual as <laughs> Sean, Sean, this is another one of your talents doing impressions of Sean Connery talking about Horfrost. <laughs> so let's, so let, let's play that one and then we'll come back. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the first edition of Reading the Manuals. Today, we are working with an engineered air, HE series. What part did you want me to read? Anything, John. Any part. There's nothing interesting in here. Here's something. Units that have 100% outside air should have filters removed during the winter months in areas that have hoar frosts. That's not a thing, Sean. <laughs> hoar frosts. You're not reading it correctly. It says it right here. Look. Hoar frosts. Oh, damn it, that's a typo. Typo it may be. So, hoar, hoar frost. You should educate people what hoarfrost is. Hoarfrost, uh, the technical term for hoarfrost. Now, I'm going to be completely honest because I am, I've never been a, a bluffer. <laughs> I'm sorry, can't play cards. I did not know what hoarfrost was when I was reading that manual. I did not know it was a term, uh, but hoarfrost is the collecting hard ice bits that form on a surface after a humid uh, a humid afternoon to a very low a very sharp drop in temperature you'll have that humidity start to freeze quite quickly so it's that that really sharp frost that you might find on I trying to think like a really nice winter day on an, on a on a on a on a on a tree branch you see that really sharp hard frost yep, yep, you put yep. your fingers across it and it falls more like uh more like ice chips than sand yeah um, yeah yeah well that's that's technically called hoarfrost spelled h-o-a-r well i thought 
this is a typo. <laughs> what the heck is hornfrost? And of course, on on drove the video and the thought. So of course, the, the whole video was based on a premonition that I found a typo <laughs> in the manual, and it turned out to be uh, untrue. But <laughs> nevertheless, I had fun making the video, and I thought that it was. Uh, I thought it was a good one. And of course that sort of brought out the idea of doing a little bit of an impression uh, cool. thing. Yeah. So, so man, that's, that's three videos, but you got a ton more and you've kind of went over your, your accounts and where to find you and all that. So anybody that is listening now, I urge you to go check out Chris's Instagram profiles because they're filled with entertaining, <laughs> entertaining content that's related to the trade. And I mean, it's, it's hard to find people that, do I, there's nobody else that does what you do and simple and plain. So that's, that's the reason we're, we're talking today is to get this, this content of yours out there to more people so they can enjoy it too. And, and whatnot. So do you, I mean, do you want to do a freestyle or not? Do you want to go acapella and, sh and show them what you're made of right, right now or what? <clears throat> so, okay. Um, well, I've, uh, I'm still getting over my, um, my, uh, my Morgan Freeman throat cold that I had for a couple of days that ended up going super Dave. I think what I still have right now, I would call it the, uh, the Bill Clinton. I did not sleep with that woman. I, I still have a little <laughs> bit of rasp going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't, so I don't think I'll sing. Um, um, and the, uh, the rapping definitely is uh, only for those who enjoy rap, but yeah, I don't mind. Uh, I don't mind doing something. I've always got a little bit of a, um, I call it the, the scratch pad where I've got um, just a, a culmination of small sentences that I've put together. That's, that's, um, all, we need. that's all we need. Yeah. Um, because I can't, like anytime I sit down and I start writing, and sometimes it'll happen just in traffic, I'll start writing and then it'll just keep going. It'll just keep going and going and going and I'll stop. And then the next day I'll be listening to a different song. And that, that's also a portion of, reason of how my my different uh my different cadences flow you'll you'll find that i'm i'm messy with cadences which is the, the rhythm at which i'm actually rapping because i'll i'll write a third of the song with this beat and then another third or a couple of sentences with a different beat oh. and then i'll finish it off with a completely opposite song and so i've got different flows and instead of me being a smart guy and trying to optimize those different written portions into separate songs, I just try to slam it all in one big uh, song. And so, and then I also don't, uh, I don't write with the expectation of breathing. Um, and I've, I've, I've found that even just trying to put out these videos has, has taught me how to be able to not breathe <laughs> um while doing these so um <laughs> and it's it, it is hard it's harder than than i even expected but i do write without thinking about breathing and then instead of actually cutting out lines i just try to actually do it um so i don't know here i've got uh i got a bunch of scratch lines that i didn't really turn into uh, uh they're starting to turn into something so this is this is never before heard um stuff hopefully i can i can do it acapella hopefully i don't mess up too bad um or are you going to beatbox? You want to do that? <laughs> no, that's not. <laughs> I'll be spitting all over my mic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. Um, 
Okay, cool. So here. Um, all right. Um, I don't have to rap about the problems of a drug deal. Tupac and Big already told me how a thug feel. Now you're playing the game as if you're undisputed, but I bet you, mother, I've never been electrocuted. That's the H to the V to the A to the C to the R. Do you see what it be for me? Well, that's lunch money. Maybe get a bunch of honey. Can you take a hunch or a hint? Try to see me got a squint brazen torch with that neutral flame. When I weld up a grape, I don't spread no shame. I got game. Same, but I ain't going to flex. It's cool to bring the heat, so I'll be cashing the checks. Trying to spread it, H-Facker. When I sweat it, H-Facker. I'm going to clean the coil and get into the edges, H-Facker. When you sweating, H-Facker, just remember, H-Facker, that I'm on the roof. I'm trying to make it better, H-Facker. Straight up, I got my hands in a circuit. Sun's beating down, I can't take off my shirt. When I can, there's a shirt underneath my shirt. Look at my tan. Awkward when I'm hitting the sand, look at my hand. Although you see no watch, watch out. I can almost tell the time, no doubt. Wife's tripping, got me laughing on. Thinks the fix is that I go to a tenant salon. What you think, this ain't a field I'll be battling on. Paint me orange, see me glow, I'll be rattling on. Blow up on Twitter, I'll be yipping and yammering on. Yo, watch me do that. Five years of apprenticeship, they put me through that. Add another six years, I'm still learning it. Oxygen is settling, man. I'm burning it. Bring some black iron together, I'm turning it. Service goes like butter, man. I'm turning it. Hundred grand or more a year, I'm earning it. But battle me, you're broken in. You're bound to be dismantled and deserving it. Drift corners when I'm swerving in. I'm turning, trying to get to a call. I'm leaning off again. Hospital with no oxygen. They got a dryer that grounded a wire but didn't start a fire. Luckily, I'm local HVAC frequent flyer. I'm here for hire until I'm forced to retire. And I was down because it rubbed 120 to ground and I come to town just like ain't any H-Tracker would do about the stress about emergencies. How about you? Yo, they appreciate when you walk in the shoes, emulate the only way to stay true. You never aggravate the situation. Choose to be true and do you, but keep your reservations. Never doubt your safety. Never for a second, son. You turn your head to the left and act right or you're done. <laughs> wow. You do not breathe whatsoever, eh? So that was a lot of fun. I got to thank you, Chris, for getting onto the podcast. Your your energy, your passion, your humor, it all kind of just puts us up to another level, I think. Uh, when when we watch you on Instagram, I mean, we laugh, we get entertained, and it pertains to the trade. So, I mean, we can all really, we can, we can all really jump on board. So you guys, you have his handles, okay, HVAC and around, and nobody sees a caterpillar. There's underscores involved, but if you start just typing those words out, you'll find them, not a problem. What he's doing is, is, is special because nobody in the HVAC space is entertaining us quite like Chris is on Instagram. So you guys need to check him out. And just remember what I was saying in the beginning of the podcast about branded content and receiving value for a post. Be careful, okay? Um, I suggest you follow the rules that Instagram and Facebook has in place for branded content because we don't want to see your hard-earned work get erased or, or be deleted because we're not following the rules. And you're going to see me implementing this stuff very, very shortly, guys, because it's only fair to be transparent. It's only right to follow the rules, especially on a platform that's not yours. We have to follow the rules kind of, you know what I mean? So anyway, guys, that's it. I'm out. Happy HVACing.